Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us here. Enjoy this week because next week there will be no Brad and Brit cast. Brit uh, will be making his annual pilgrim pilgrimage to uh, re-education camp, right? Yeah, I'm getting my nose job. I finally uh, was able to schedule it and uh, uh, just no way to work around it. Uh, yeah. So, so just uh, adjust your schedule around ours and your life will be a lot better. That's how I feel. Okay. You know, some of those best ofs are really interesting to listen to. <laughs> the best of Carson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the list. All right. It's fresh. It's right out yeah. of the refrigerator. Here we go. That's what we need. Uh, why so little coverage of the Trump death threat against Obama? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, WWBBD. And that. Do you, would you like me to tell you what that is, or would you like to just go with it as a wild card? Give me the initials again so that I can at least have those. WWB what? WWBBD. No, just leave it like that. Just leave it exactly like that. Okay. Uh, somewhere up there, Dean Smith is smiling oh. a big one today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if everyone jumps off the Empire State Building, <laughs> would you... Uh, Don solves the White House cocaine story with his usual incisive analysis. Um, uh, how hot was it? <laughs> and uh, Ollie Frazier, Russell Chamberlain, Brady, anybody, Bird Magic, Musk, Zuckerberg? I don't think so. Um, do the Dean Edward Smith story. The uh, Dean Edward Smith must be smiling somewhere from heaven. All right. And before we uh, get into it, I think you should explain, because I, uh, uh, as much as you probably are aware of this guy, because you traffic in this kind of dreck more than oh, maybe yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, tell everyone who Clay Travis is. Uh, Clay Travis is an asshole lawyer who d- graduated from Vanderbilt. Uh, when I say asshole lawyer, I'm being redundant. Um, and he fancied himself. Uh, again, a culture warrior. He started a website called Outkick the Coverage, which I think is just outkick.com. Eventually, it was bought by Fox, and he was one of the two people that replaced Rush Hudson Limbaugh III when he died uh, nigh on two and a half years ago. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton are double teaming that noon to three hour that used to captivate America. Is that that a pretty good uh, intro into what Clay Travis is all about? That, that that brings. Uh, oh, let me let me mention know. let me let me mention one thing. He was on CNN one time, and I can't remember who the host S was. <laughs> he said he believes in the boobs and constitution. These are two things I believe in. And the female uh, said, "What did you say? I believe in the boobs and constitution. They never let me down." And he was kicked off the air at CNN. He was immediately like, "Thank you, and you can get your gift your gift bag right at the door." Got it. Uh, George Carl, who had a fantastic career as an NBA coach. He really did. He was widely respected. I mean, truly widely respected. Fair enough. 
Yeah, well, in in the Larry Brown ethos too, which is another part of the Dean Smith coaching tree, a little prickly at times to get along with, but no one ever doubted that he was a very good basketball coach. Right, right. He's retired. He's 72 now, and he played three years as a player for Dean Smith. Well-known liberal, okay? Well-known liberal. Um, and here's the story. George Carl drew the ire, I like this, of Clay Travis when he uh, called out Clay Travis's website's coverage of the NBA. Because the news broke late last week, I think, or maybe over the weekend, that Greg Popovich, who is, I think, 74, but is the winningest coach of all time in the NBA and has, what, five or six titles, he's obviously... Maybe the greatest, uh, you know, top three, whatever. Some he people signed say. a five-year extension yeah. because he's got what we call a project that he needs to finish. I one more time, uh, um, uh, Victor Wambanyama. Am I saying it right? Wambanyama, I believe, is the correct. Wambanyama. I believe it's an M at the end of it. So Travis's site, Outkick put an article out there calling out Popovich for taking, quote, full advantage of capitalism while, quote, being an America hater. Greg Popovich served five years in the Air Force, and he is, in the spirit of, oh, say, Dean Smith or or George Carl, um, a little bit critical of gun control policies and a lot of other social issues. He's a lefty. He's a lefty. And George Carl saw this and said, uh-uh, I ain't having any of this shit. And you don't hear George Carl speak all that often, so he saves it. And the nickname for Greg Popovich is Pop, Pop. appropriately enough. And George Carl says, Pop doesn't hate America. He just hates Trump-loving assholes like Hey, Travis. Oh, you know, that's okay. pretty fair. I'd have to say the accurate spot the lie in that statement. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in response to uh, the OutKick site itself going on Twitter and saying, Greg Popovich literally hates America and he just signed the richest contract ever for an NBA head coach. I always like that kind of criticism because the the implication is that if you hold liberal views on anything, it means you should still be wearing worn-out Birkenstock sandals. You shouldn't have taken a shower in nine years, and you should still be a hippie uh, growing flaxseed in uh, the, the the hills of uh, of Colorado somewhere. Right? You should not be participating because now the, uh, the modern. You know, the modern history of why does blank hate America, although it's, you know, it's pretty timeless. There was a time when the Iraq war wasn't going, shall we say, so well, early part of this mm. century. And Roger Ailes was in an article quoted, well, you know, I could do an article asking why does CNN hate America? And that that's the, the, the current epoch well, yeah. iteration. Yeah. You know, you actually don't hear it all that much anymore. No, because just it's become be, trite. Because, because it, well, it's not just become trite. It's because it's so easy to flip because you can answer any time someone accuses uh, someone who's more liberal on anything of hating America. All you have to say back is one word, Trump. 
Trump hates America. <laughs> Trump orchestrated a coup against, against the government of the United States. To me, that's hating America. And I don't care how many pictures of him hugging the flag that stupid people in this country think is some kind of indication of where he's coming from. But uh, yeah, so, anyway, you, you don't hear it all all that much. The blank hates uh, America meme became played out. Oh, 15 years ago, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then they went back and forth and Clay Travis completely, completely had nothing left. He had, he had no figurative bullets in the chamber. And so he decided it would be smart to go down the, the uh, rabbit hole of comparing ratings of uh, NBA finals ah. now compared to years ago. And wow. he says, do you know that the uh, ratings for the NBA finals are 80% lower than they used to be back <laughs> in the golden era? Which, first of all, of course, naturally, that's not true. Okay. The NBA finals, uh, I, I don't even want to discuss it because it's so stupid. It's such a stupid, but stupid thing. It's, it's factually wrong and it's stupid. And it implies that in some golden era in the past, which you can't really name because there wasn't one, the NBA was by far the most popular and most watched sport on television. And now because of quote, woke coaches like Popovich and the players union and all those things that they have now, they've destroyed the NBA. Not only is that not true, it's sort of the opposite of true. The NBA has never been more popular. And yes, because it was Denver versus Miami, two relatively small market teams. They didn't have the rate. But so it means nothing. It means nothing, nothing, nothing. And there's a reason that when the next NBA contract, which is up, I think, next year, oh, for negotiation, it's oh, going to go for triple the amount. Oh. So uh, whoever pays to televise NBA game is really stupid because, <laughs> as you know, they lost 80% of their audience. Oh, yeah. You want to keep paying yeah. more and more and more and more for a damaged product. It's so, so anyway, so kudos to George Carl for putting Clay Travis in his place. Although I'm sure this will be characterized elsewhere as Clay Travis destroys George yeah. Carl, right? It's <laughs> possible. Right? You know, that's it. how it always is. That's how it always is. It, if you ever go to that website, it's just an absolute abomination of anti-woke this and that and the third you know it's just it's just yeah. ah, dreadful right. i'm glad we we uh, started there i know you want to do wwbbd yeah wwbbd go for it yeah yeah all right um wwbbd stands for what would bobby dooley do <laughs> WBD, WBDD. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, feel free to look this up when I start to talk about it because it's it's kind of it's kind of all over the place. There's a brand new housing development in Gastonia. Okay. And the homeowners association rules will state and do state you must fly an American flag. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Seven days a week outside your home. You must do that. It must never come down. That's what it's all about. It's uh, like a housing development for patriots, allegedly. Yes, it is. 
That's what they that's what they claim in every way, shape, and form. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I believe today is the uh, first day that you can start to to buy in um, to this thing. Let's if you're dumb enough that you, if you think you're getting MAGA kudos or patriotism kudos for moving to Gastonia, I can't help you. All right. The name, and tell me if this name sounds familiar as it relates to a fictional character on a show by a guy who helped create a very popular sitcom with a stand-up comedian and uh, someone named Elaine and someone named Dr- The name of the developer is Brock Funkhauser. <laughs> it's as Marty. opposed to Marty Funkhauser, which is the fictional name. Yeah. Uh, used uh, by uh, Super Dave, late, late Super Dave Osborne, yeah, on Larry David's show. This is the you guy asked me the hey, you asked you ask me the wrong Funkhauser's dead, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Uh, and the neighborhood is called 1776 Gastonia. God Almighty, really? Yeah. The development advertises itself as where patriotism lives. Forty three houses. It's a 55 and older development. Uh, We're handling the American flag like an architectural element. We're installing it similarly to a fixture. So they're going for it right now. We agree with what we're doing. And you should know that if you buy in, that's what you're buying into. Nobody has to move there. According to the website, it'll be built around a love of family and country and the positive nature of looking forward while respecting the past. And naturally, they go out of their way to say, yes, this development has no alignment with any political party. And of course, when you find out who this guy is, naturally, all he does is give to Republicans and he's a Trumper, blah, 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 blah. That has nothing to do with that. It has nothing. Well... I, I wouldn't even mind if they, because most people who display the fr- flag do it incorrectly. In order to display it twenty four seven, you're supposed to have direct illumination. Otherwise, you take it down at night. You take it down when it rains. That's a huge pain in the ass for most people. But all these people that you see walking around with flags on their t shirts, that's not allowed under the U.S. Code. I'm sorry, would bet you that that's going to be perfect <laughs> at this be- place. It's going to be hor- and, this, and this is, again, what bothers me. This has been going on before I was born. The seizing of patriotism and all that is good and right with America by the political right, by conservatives. Yeah. Like, they, we own this. This is ours. If you are displaying this flag, if you are displaying this patriot, if you support the troops, then you are one of us. Because those people over there, those lefties, they hate this flag and they hate these troops. And they don't love America like we do. I mean, that's been that's been around for the longest time. I've already uh, I've already put my money down, Britt. It's where we're going. <laughs> you've already, you've already got it. <laughs> we're there. If you said the words to your wife, "We're moving to Gastonia," <laughs> the cops would be over at your house so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving to Gastonia for our golden years. 
<laughs> to live around a bunch of Trump fuckwads. Oh, yeah. I think Jane would be down for that. There's no question she'd be on board. Yeah. That's just dreadful. That's funny. Dreadful. All right. I saw that the other day. I thought it was worth I did. I, I saw it as well. And it like, if that's. If that's what makes you spend your money, because very clearly it's a way to jack money away from you because they don't have like anything else going on. If you truly feel like I need to live around like-minded people. Well, here's the question. Somebody had a great question. I can't remember where I saw this. The response. What if I decided to swap out the American flag for the Confederate flag? Oh, that's funny. How would that go? No, we we, we didn't explain who Bobby Dooley is for people who would not know. We we were huge fans of the Phil Hendry radio show. And Phil does a podcast like we do now. And one of Phil's staple characters was Western Estates Homeowners Association president, Bobby Dooley, who was a suburban wife who was annoying as fuck. <laughs> and really the what, epitome. What, what, would she, what would she say about this kind of uh, restrictive well, covenant? Uh, we just feel here at Western Estates that mm-hmm, we should have flags up and be patriotic, and we don't see what's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, go. <laughs> and yeah. as, as an added bonus, she would often physically abuse her husband, Steve, while on the phone with Phil. That's it true. would just happen. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, if everyone jumps off the Empire State Building, would you? Don solves the White House cocaine story with his usual incisive analysis. Uh, Ollie Frazier, Russell Chamberlain, Brady, anybody? Bird magic, Musk, Zuckerberg. Hmm. And, of course, it wasn't really as hot as everybody said it was last week. My God, grow up. I know I should get down to something with a little more substance, but I'm going to have one more piece of candy. Uh, the stupid Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg fight to end all fights, cage fight, winner leaves the universe match. Right. Right. Okay. So uh, everyone is already up on on the news that the uh, threads, uh, social media site started by Zuckerberg and Meta, uh, has quickly passed 100 million people, and the traffic on Twitter has crashed in direct opposite proportion to that, right? I'm, and I'm, Elon made Musk my, is just what I made my account. I'm on Threads now, and 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 Elon Musk is just he's just sitting on the toilet and shitting bricks, and uh, the the toilets overflow, and he just it's, it's uh, you can't hold you can't hold enough bricks he's losing his mind um and it reached the point where i was this this morning i think where where elon musk actually actually uh, uh, tweeted out let's just have a dick measuring contest and right (laughs) next to the message he puts a little uh ruler emoji not the eggplant Uh, no he went with an actual ruler good for him uh it's it's gotten down to that and uh, you know, I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm, I'm not going to be a Threads guy either. But I, I certainly appreciate the the importance and the widespread use of of Twitter for positive reasons when it 
was being used that way as a news distribution center for lots of folks. It was very useful that way, but of course it deteriorated and has now deteriorated even worse, I understand, into just a a right-wing mud fight of bullshit. Uh, And I would think over the weekend that accelerated, right? Oh, yeah. Because Zuckerberg, who has, at least at this moment, so far outwitted uh, Elon Musk. And if you don't think that this wasn't part of the plan, remember, Mark Zuckerberg, not too long ago, was the most hated man in America. Mark Zuckerberg got hauled in front of Congress. Oh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg is uh, often cited as being at least somewhat responsible for the lack of supervision on Facebook going back to 2016 and before allowing uh, Trump and all the people who would lie on his behalf on subject after subject to help infect a an innocent populace of morons, and it helped him win. That was Mark Zuckerberg, but now... He's sort of the guy you're rooting for in this fight, right? Because he's not Elon Musk. And uh, he, as immature as he has been at times, doesn't even come close to the way Elon Musk is behaving. And because of the financial wherewithal of Meta and Facebook, Instagram, that company, and Mark Zuckerberg's smarts in suddenly figuring out no one gives a fuck about the metaverse let's figure out something else to do that's a lot better he did and he ripped a page from the old steve jobs playbook which is find something somebody's doing and they're not doing it quite right but it's not really a bad idea grab that idea and fucking put it through the net dunk on it make it better and that appears to be what he's doing right now. I mean, this is the fastest growing download of uh, an app ever, right? Um, over a hundred million in, in three or yeah. four days. So it's massive, Elon Musk yeah. is just losing his mind because he's losing lots of money. I can't believe part of this discussion is that Elon Musk can't afford X. Okay. He can't afford to lose any more money on this. He can't af- he was the richest guy in the world not too long ago. I think he's still mm. in the top four or five, isn't he? Well, maybe we've overstated his wealth. That could could be. I mean, you you've mentioned this several times. He did borrow a lot of money to well, buy Twitter. I, he didn't just he didn't just write a check out of his. No, he didn't. And account, and I mean, so. you can for whatever purposes that you want to say. He's not in this for business purposes. He's just not. This is some sort of fucking crazy ass crusade that well, he's been on. I think I think that he's been exposed as a liar because this is about business. He can't mm-hmm. afford to have there's no there's no vanity in a a failing Twitter that loses audience and, and users. Mm-hmm. There's no vanity in that. There's no free speech win in that. There's no he's I'm the next done, Thomas Jefferson for that. So he's he's now he's, trying he, to save it. Man. Well his 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 practices up from the time he's bought until now show that he's not trying to run it as a business. If you <laughs> fire all of the people that make your business well, run, no, this has been 
a right-wing libertarian, whatever you want to call it, crusade. And again, he got, I'm looking again, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Barclays, BNP Paribas. These are just some of the people that are involved. And I don't know, those people are supposed to be smart people. Could they not have foreseen that perhaps somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg might have a competing app against your great cash cow that you're banking on with this idiot that's not interested in running a business, but in trying to prove some sort of free speech point? Could these people have not foreseen that? Well, considering that I believe... In all the years Twitter has been around, it only made money one year. Okay, right. so it's it's not like they bought into um, an ongoing concern that was already a big winner financially. So they were buying in these investment bankers on the promise of Elon Musk to make it a profitable business. How'd that work now, out? Here, but here, here's what I think it is. I think he tried to have one foot in one camp and the other foot in the other camp because in public, he expressed what, what you seem to uh, still believe, which is at some level, he wanted to make sure that Twitter was a free speech, uh, open square for discussion of all ideas and we won't censor anybody. Yay, I'm... I am Thomas Jefferson and James Madison 2022 style. And th that would never have sold in a boardroom where you're trying to get people to invest uh, tens of billions of dollars. So what I think this exposes Elon Musk uh, to be is a phony, a liar. Oh, yeah. Not a really good businessman. All true. And yeah. All true. All the things that you're saying are absolutely true. This um, this was never a true business venture. What what and, what's your impression of what you're seeing so far? You you're on it. On threads? Yeah. It's it's fine as far as the way it's going. I mean, it's a little clunky in some ways. There are certain things that I liked about Twitter that uh I I for example, I was able to do different accounts for our show my wrestling stuff, and me personally. I had three different Twitter accounts, and I would put some stuff here, some stuff goes in this box, some stuff goes in here. You can't really do that with Instagram, with what they do with threads unless uh -huh. you create, I guess, two other Instagram accounts, which I'm not really wanting to do per se. Um, the hashtag thing well, isn't really they, a, a Do you thing? think that'll get fixed? Because you're obviously not the only person that... Oh, yeah, that, no. Because, you not, know, you're, you're, you're talking about it almost from a commercial standpoint. Correct. Not commercials, but but you have several different interests. And, correct. And uh, Twitter was was easy to set up extra. And, and that seems like the kind of thing that, that kind of has to be uh, transferable over to the... Uh, the new social media site threads. Oh, these, these are these are people who are actually knowing what they're doing. I mean, this is not the finished version. The hashtag thing is not really a thing on threads. I'm assuming that's going to get worked out. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it's the the user interface is fine. It works very well. You're able to network with people very quickly and stuff. It's just a matter of getting back to people that you quote unquote left behind on Twitter who are migrating over with you, but all of that stuff gets worked out. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to kill. It's a Twitter killer. I'll just say it. It's you might as well just say goodbye to Twitter right now. It's done. It'll be worth 
28 cents. It'll, it, I'll say it's right there with intercom stock by the end of the day. <laughs> no, I think, the, don't you think the better comparison is MySpace? MySpace, yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, even if you, okay, even if you're in the board room or whoever's in charge of making these loans at Bank of America or, you know, Chase or whoever, and you go, okay, this guy's a great businessman. This is going to be a great business thing. You can't imagine that in the space, somebody else is going to try to make a competitor to this thing and launch it. I don't know. I that that feels a little clunky to me. The people who are supposed well, to be the big brains. But ha- hang on, had not the mistakes been made in mm-hmm. the last now it's a year yeah. by Elon Musk, it's very possible that Zuckerberg and Facebook wouldn't have oh, detected the on- ongoing weakness. I get that, and said, "Let's let's so." You know, I mean, nobody is is Nostradamus on this, but no. he's just been setting all kinds of land speed records <laughs> in killing something that it, it didn't really need to be killed in in this way. There, there could have been, I believe. Again, tell me if I'm wrong. There could have been some incremental changes that he might have been able to make wow. that would have either uh, stabilized it. Uh, addressed the uh, the bot problem and the fact that whatever number of people they said they had was exaggerated tremendously by all true. I mean, th- there are ways to do that, but yeah, yeah if you fire three quarters of the people and a, correct basically a hundred percent of the folks who knew how to uh, keep Twitter, I'll use it in quotes, safe safer than it otherwise would be so none of those people are left so that's why it's just a it's a raging sewer of of uh, garbage and uh, here comes mark zuckerberg who whatever you think of him he has already had himself been beaten up on this issue uh, appropriately so but he has been beaten up on it and he has seen a little bit of jesus on it uh just for the business aspects of it, he may believe that uh, Facebook should be fully open to everybody, but but that's not good business. It was never good business. No, it's not. And uh, you know, advertisers would flee them too. Remember the famous Facebook advertiser boycott? I think it lasted nine minutes. Okay, <laughs> because it was addressed fairly quickly, and uh, they do have this base of three billion people to start to work off of so what's a hundred million out of three billion that's only what three percent three and a half percent so they've got a lot of room to grow and they've got all these you know everybody else who ever starts anything like this all those other ones mastodon and oh right uh, right my you know my aunt uh betty's asshole whatever yeah i love that one that's a good one see see i'm deteriorating into richard lewis kind of nonsense (laughs) i just don't i don't know what they are but they have to kind of start from scratch but zuckerberg has this this advantage that's it's unassailable of of using this uh, whole thing with instagram instagram itself i don't think has three billion but they got a lot they got enough they got a lot um and uh, uh, eventually you're but, left but, with but to get down to the have him fucking say, let's have a dick measuring contest. Apparently, mm. apparently the stupidity of thinking that the people yeah, would be were... interested in <clears throat> fight him. Wasn't that's, the, that's the other thing about about Elon is like, I, I know I'm kind of playing the result now because he's just he looks completely unhinged. 
But there were signs. There were always signs that this guy was not what we thought he was. When he would go on the Joe Rogan show and he would like smoke weed like publicly on camera. And you're like, okay, what's the huge deal with that? Well, if you're the head, if you're the CEO of a company, we kind of want you to be not controversial. We kind of don't want you to have nipple clamps connected to a diehard battery. We just want you to be a guy that has missionary style sex. You go home, you have a scotch and a soda, and you watch the CBS sitcoms and you laugh your ass off at 8.30. That's what well, we want our CEOs. That's, yeah, I mean, I'm that's, sorry. That's, 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 that's little, what we That's need. a little antiquated. I mean, you don't have to be, you don't have to do that. But, you, but he's been exposed. Uh, he's been exposed as being an idiot. And now we're going to get back to... This thing's going to be, this Twitter thing's going to be completely useless. Now let's get back over because the SpaceX thing is also now a joke. Sorry. Hate to break the news to you that. We're going to get back to what, well, I don't know about this Tesla thing. He's going to run back to that thing and try to protect that. And we're going to find out that's not what we thought it was. This could turn out to be the most amazing story ever written if this somehow really does start to blow back against tesla and it's a huge lead in electric vehicles i mean they still dwarf everyone certainly in the united states in the sale of the cars but you know the other automakers are working 24 7 to try to to put together something and uh if you would have said a few years ago there's going to be something that's going to come along and take twitter's lunch away and there won't be twitter anymore no one would have thought that was going to happen so uh you're number one until you're not number one anymore you've got a huge lead until you're not in the it's a similar i mean it's a similar pattern he gets into this space with electric car he's a cowboy he's out there boom 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 six shooter just blasting and now the adults in the room are like okay honda toyota we're going to take over this space and we're kind of going to do it better than you are same thing with Twitter. I'm going out there, social media blast, bam, I'm a cowboy, baby. And now, okay, the guys who have done it better, Zuckerberg comes in and he's like, we're going to really show you how this is done. And you may go off in a corner and pee on yourself because that's all you're really good for anymore, yeah. Elon. Well, so far, so far that hasn't happened with Tesla. They had a little bit of a little bit of a bump down last year. The stock price went down. It's 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 recovered fairly nicely but the other day the numbers came out for this uh, other company is it rivian rivian yeah rivian i rivian. saw one of those i saw one of those this weekend i saw one of those on the road did you and, yeah. and it's hard to believe because i guess there's nobody making these they're not in the category yet tesla keeps promising a truck 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 right uh we're going to build a truck we're going to build a uh, a pickup truck and they they never have and so rivian company that most people never heard of they are number one in selling uh, EV trucks in the United States. It's probably 300, okay, in, in actual numbers. But it doesn't matter. You know, number one is number one. And uh, uh, the knock on Tesla is that they haven't changed their model in, what, what four or five years? They haven't come out with a new version for four or five years. So uh, you want one? You, I guess you just go to the website put your name on there and it's it's yours and and that's it you don't have to deal with a salesman or anything but you just wait so they do have that they don't have the dealer problem if you they go have <laughs> the negotiate with a dealer problem if, if trump gets reelected, elon musk secretary of transportation secretary of energy oh you just wait i mean come on it's waiting it's there for you you know this is coming
Yeah, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> even Elon Musk wouldn't want to be a associate. Think think of think of the slim pickings that would be out. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go there. Not worth it. Okay. Uh, the Trump death threat towards Obama. Why aren't more people talking about this, Brad? All right. And uh, this story broke early last week, probably seven days ago or so, uh, as we speak. And it's the worst. And before we even get into it, let's just say if uh, someone put out an explicit death threat Mm -hmm. against Donald Trump, in the same way you'd still be hearing about it today you'd be hearing about it forever sean hannity would never let you forget about it right uh but there can't be any kind of equivalence because uh we kind of know where donald trump lives so if there are people predisposed to do something you know he's not that he's not that hard to find meantime uh the obamas are a little bit more circumspect about uh, where they live in uh, washington dc and uh, one of my favorite writers who gets no attention, no love, nobody knows who he is, comparatively speaking. He writes for Salon. His name is Chauncey DeVega. He's in his 70s. He was a Vietnam War veteran. He's just, he, he's such a clear, clean writer. And here's what he said about this. It's better than I can say it. Many Americans have not heard about these events where Trump, of course, was threatening Jack Smith, and then he published Obama's home address. And it's almost unimaginable what this country would be like today if something last week had been acted on successfully by someone reading the words of Donald Trump. And just like on January 6th, it's going to be wild. Uh, went out there and killed Barack Obama or Michelle Obama or both of them. So why why did this story get little if no attention? There are many reasons that include a profound level of denial and an irresponsible choice and act of cowardice by the American mainstream news media, with some notable exceptions, to either outright ignore or otherwise downplay the violence of Trump and the Republican fascists and MAGA movement, and larger white right. Somehow, the mainstream news media and its gatekeepers have incorrectly concluded that such a choice will magically return the country to quote-unquote normal. Are you listening, CNN? The mainstream news media also believes it's in its financial interest to not alienate Trump followers and other conservatives and members of the right. The word conservatives is in quotes. And he references the recent changes at CNN. Although, if you were to listen to uh, Jake Tapper on with Kara Swisher over the weekend, (laughs) he will tell you that uh, with the firing of the guy who was running the place for a year, Chris Lick, that suddenly uh, CNN has its mojo back and morale is back. Okay, I'll buy that. Isn't isn't that a giant fuck? Isn't that a giant fuck you to Chris Lick though? And I'm not a, yeah. I'm not like dot. I'm like, oh my god, that's so wrong of Jake Tapper to do that. I just think that's so funny. That's 
Back to DeVega. A commitment to false standards of balance and fairness in both sidesism and centrism gives way, and this is the key, that gives way to a platform for Republican fascists, members of the Trump regime, and other malign actors who can launder and circulate their poison even more widely. The mainstream news media has also been conditioned and intimidated into such behavior by the American right through false accusations of, quote, mostly non-existent liberal bias. I think what he's really saying is because of Trump and Trumpism and the threats implicit and explicit to the United States of America and our government, because they are real, everything has been shifted over to the right to the point where just a straight description of what has happened and what is happening is lefty bias. Get the point? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? If you just mm-hmm. say that on January 6th, thousands of people went to the Capitol, many of them were not violent, but many of them were, and they attacked the police, and they were hell-bent on killing the vice president and members of Congress and doing everything they could to prevent Joe Biden from taking office, even by destroying the American Constitution, that is lefty bias under the definition of the way things operate yeah. these days. So you can't, you don't even do that. Mm-hmm. You can't even say it that way anymore. And I that gets to why we're not hearing so much about the Obamas being threatened at the direction of Donald Trump. Go do something about Obama. Go Go do something about him. And uh, if I remember correctly, and I don't want to be left biased here, wasn't Donald Trump a, if not an originator, but uh, the main conduit of birtherism against Barack Obama 10 years yeah, ago? That, that takes a lot of research. Yeah, you got you to Google a lot, but you'll be able to figure that out. But that's, it's, it's, is it lefty bias to mention that over and over and over again about Donald Trump as he relates to Barack Obama? No, it's not. But it would be that way. And they cower. They do not mention it. Well, this, they do not this becomes, I mean, this, this becomes, and this is a little complicated, but they, there has always been this charge forever that the, the, the media is liberally biased. There's a liberal bias toward the media. But when you start the narrative and you go down the hallway and you say, what you just said in terms of anything that you bring up is wrong, then the bias kind of shifts on its axis, doesn't it? It kind of shifts the other way. It becomes like a conservative bias. Anything that I bring up is just going to be seen. So therefore, you can't believe, there's the uh, story, armed January the 6th writer arrested near Obama home, same day Trump posted alleged address, according to prosecutors. And then it kind of trickles down into way, the way that the media is very lazily covering the presidential race as a horse race. Well, uh, this guy's well, going to do this. His policies right, are going to do this. It's, it's um, if not explicit, it's certainly inadvertent right-wing bias yeah. uh, disguised as fairness and both sidesism. Right. which then gets portrayed as left-wing bias by right. the right, which has a much more concentrated and consistent message that will come from 
all the the directions that they control to say why are they saying that well because it's left-wing bias it's uh i'll uh, give you i'll give you somewhat of an example of this we have just swallowed this narrative and this is a mainstream media kind of thing kamala harris is really an embarrassment to this white house she's really terrible she's not ready for prime time if 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 biden died we'd be fucked and and by the way, she probably needs to be kicked off the ticket for re-election. Now, I don't know where that originated. I don't know what she's done. I don't know what press conference she blew. I don't know any of this stuff, but it's just become somewhat of a narrative that has become widely accepted among a lot of people for some reason. They've been able to control that entire narrative on her out of whole cloth as far as I can see. Well... Most vice presidents get bad press. Most of them do. Uh, Joe Biden got better press than most. But then if you, if you go back before him, you know, you got Dick Cheney, uh, you got Al Gore. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, if Al Gore isn't given the uh, largest apology in the history of apologies... <laughs> ever in american history in american history and world history for having the nerve right after he left office to become uh engaged making it his life's work to talk about climate change and the change in the weather for you know it took 20 years brit but he's been proven right (laughs) (laughs) but you go back to it like you, you go back to a Dan Quayle, at least you can point to something. I mean, I know it was just like, oh, he can't well, spell. If you're, if you're looking for stupid gaffes, Kamala Harris makes a lot of them. She has a lot of horror. Well, she does. Britt, you're not watching you're, you're, the right channel. This is, okay, now this is a fair, I'm sorry, this is a fair um, uh, criticism here. She has tied herself up in rhetorical knots and sounded really, really stupid many, many times. And I don't. You really do never, ever, ever, ever see that coverage on MSNBC or CNN or in the uh, rest of the media that, that you and I mostly traffic in. On the other hand, of course, it's all that exists about her in, in the conservative media. So somewhere in the middle... Uh, there's there's a bit of truth there. Um, she's obviously not a blithering idiot. She, not even close. Um, and she's been given the world's worst assignments in the history of assignments. Would you go solve immigration on the border, Kamala? <laughs> and then she doesn't do it, and they publish all this shit about well, what's Kamala Harris done about immigration? As if anyone in the yeah, history. Right. Of- okay, so it's not fair. It's not fair. And by the way, if Biden dropped dead tomorrow and she became president, yeah, she would certainly step into the role yes. as others have had to do and would would do fine. And the racism would immediately begin to flow in her direction from the right. And they would replay every one of these word salads that she has done in, in public and say the country is about to go under because of this problem. So um i don't know they just are able to the 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 right is able to frame these narratives just so effectively 
I mean, and then they just, and then they, of course, they do the victimization thing. Oh, the media is always against us. Well, this Everybody's is the same problem us. with this is the same problem with the economy right now because, yeah. on an objective basis, considering especially the fact that uh, Joe Biden came in as the um, what was it? It was a pandemic, wasn't it? It was. And it was the pandemic wrecked the economy. He comes in at that point, and you know the the uh, turnaround has been by by any measure pretty Huge. pretty good. Huge. Pretty good. Is it perfect? Are there more people now working than even during the Trump administration? Yes. Yeah. Do more people have jobs yeah. than during the Trump? Administration? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is the unemployment rate as low or lower than during the Trump administration? Yes. Lower. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, our, our minorities you know, doing better. The, the our, price our, of gas is still three fifty worth for us, and it's it's five dollars out in California. So Joe it, Biden's a failure. It's terrible. He, he, are are more minorities doing better economically? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Unemployment rate among minorities is really it's as good as it's ever been. But it does, right now, but they're 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 better. Republicans have always been better at talking this down. The fact that Biden has to go around the country and make all these speeches. Unfortunately, he makes them at four in the afternoon and no one sees them anyway, but we'll pretend <laughs> that him going, that's a problem, Britt. That's well, this is like, this is, this is during the campaign where we have to have like some yeah. of the people who, you know, this is where you do need to have like an Obama and you do to have a Clinton. I know Clinton is well, not a young person we're, anymore. You know, there isn't, we're still a hundred and I think 78, 179 days away from the first primary vote right. in the Republican primary. So it's not like the campaign is really on right now so is it okay to mention it, though that the guy that the the republicans are nominate may be on trial during the uh, whole election process no during Brit, the primary? That's, is that that's okay lefty, that's left <laughs> but that's my point of course it should be mentioned every time that he is embroiled in more scandal than every other president in american history combined including nixon he is nixon nixon's a piker nixon's a ham and egger and then we get back to they're treating him just like another candidate. They really do. I mean, they're honestly, it's him. like, man, his economic policies, this is what he did. That's not what we're, that's Brit, not the what only we're thing doing. That, that's happened in, on the Republican side in the last week is is the Ron DeSantis disaster oh, campaign. As that disaster. is true. I'll say that's, that's been completely accurate. That's right. But no matter how bad Ron DeSantis is performing, no matter how bad he is as a campaigner no matter whether you agree or vehemently disagree which most people seem to disagree with the idea of getting to the right of trump on everything including every culture war issue you can to try to position donald trump as too left there is a school of thought you ready here's the ready. school of thought remember it does not matter what you think or what i think because Ron DeSantis is playing to the evangelical primary voters, white people in Iowa. Those are the only people that matter right now. And what he's trying to do is somehow appeal to them through this homophobia, this, this, transphobia every phobia that he's got right going after it. disney all that that somehow that evangelicals 
who make up the majority of white voters in Republican uh, caucuses in uh, Iowa, and then I guess Republican primaries subsequent to that in South Carolina and New Hampshire, that that's going to cut through to them. But at a certain point, at a certain point, you might want to step back, Ron, and figure out that that was never Trump's main appeal uh, to to uh, voters in the past that that would have been down near the bottom it's a minor note why I, why i voted for donald trump because you know he's he's not a he's not a woke um pro-homosexual and pro transphobia person you know it's just but which he to... wasn't but he was more tolerant than ron DeSantis is so that makes him that makes him a liberal. But right? he has for the people like exactly. the the channels and the media that those evangelicals watch. Like Ron DeSantis has no quarter. There's nobody in conservative media that is defending DeSantis. Like there's nobody at Newsmax or OAN or Fox News going, ah, no, no, he's not having a bad time. This campaign's going great. Nope, nobody's doing that. And we had those those drum beats early on that boy, you know. If DeSantis gets in, the Murdoch family might have a real sweet spot for him. No, that's not happening right now. The wild card in all of this is that religious radio programming on AM radio that some of these people like to listen to. And if those people are pitching for him or they're down at the 89, 88 end of the dial on your AM dial, if those people are pitching for Ron DeSantis and I don't know if that's the case because I don't monitor that shit, then maybe you will have well, a little bit of light for this guy. I, I think you're hitting on something, again, that's below the radar, and nobody's paying attention to it. Right. And we know the power of that. So is Ron DeSantis going to come out in public and say what you said? Yeah, I'm appealing to the true uh, knuckle-dragging yeah. Uh, farmers out in the middle of Iowa who make up devoted caucus voters, the people who will show up on a cold, cold night in January or February to cast their caucus votes for me. They listen to that kind of radio. And you're not going to hear about that on CNN, MSNBC, or Fox, or One America Network. You're not going to hear that anywhere. So that is an alternate form of reaching these people that uh, is not paid attention to by, Look, by if, everyone. And I'm, I'm glad I'm the, you pointed it out, but we're going to, we're going to edit this out of the, uh, so out of the podcast. Cause I don't want you to be right about something as you well, know, of course. That. And I, I would hate for, I, I don't want to give the DeSantis campaign any quarter because I don't believe they're right. listening. But if, if I was really them, I would start pushing the idea that we're the real voice of the silent majority. We are the real ones that are out there. Now our our guys are really disenfranchised, and we've really been fucked over. And we've been, and I would use this kind of animus against Fox News in my favor if I was a Ron DeSantis. Of course, he's got people so much smarter than me running that campaign. I'm sure that they have Ooh, thought of this. You know, for for once, <laughs> you just might be at the top of the uh, intellectual pyramid here. You're, you're selling yourself. <laughs> Bro, bro, I gotta, I gotta go. I got, I got people. I got three more shows I got to do this afternoon. Uh, I'm booked. I'm booked. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.